You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to summer, a great time for vacations, spending time at the cottage, and enjoying some relaxation time. It's a good time as well to be talking with your family about a life plan. Are your expectations the same as your partner's? Does your family approve of what you want to do with the assets you've spent a lifetime accumulating? And what to do with the family's recreational property? All good questions, all worthy of a conversation this summer around the picnic table. Build a consensus and then call Macmillan Estate Planning at 403-266-6464. Life planning brings peace of mind. It puts a plan in place to deal with the what-ifs that life delivers. Give yourself the freedom to enjoy the summer, knowing you've got a plan in place in case something happens. When you're ready, call Macmillan Estate Planning at 403-266-6464 and have a great summer season. Wayne Nelson back with you on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. Our topic this morning is succession planning for the family cabin or cottage, vacation home, whatever you want to call it, how to pass on that property to the next generation, your kids or grandchildren, in the most tax-efficient manner. Joining me today to discuss what you need to know is Macmillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva. Henry, just before the break, we were talking about the different kinds of trusts that can be used to protect that cottage or vacation home, that cabin, uh, when it is being passed on from mom and dad to either their uh, children, other family members, or or grandkids. Uh, We were talking about uh, inter vivo trust, which is the kind of trust when mom and dad are still alive. Correct. And there is another kind of trust, which is after mom and dad have passed on. So the difference is uh, while they're alive, basically nothing really changes. That's right. So you have two options. We can have a testamentary trust or a trust that we build into mom and dad's will. And what that would say is in the event both mom and dad pass on, then the property will not be gifted or uh, sent down to the kids directly in their name, but instead placed into a testamentary cottage trust. And that can have specific guidelines on usage, specific guidelines on maintenance, on who's going to manage, where the costs are going to come from and so forth and whatnot. So that's why it's important to have had that Uh, family discussion about the vacation home prior to mom and dad's passing. Correct. And that's the easiest form of trust, testamentary trust. While most commonly nowadays, we also do a lot of inter vivos, cottage trusts or trusts that kick in now that we're still alive. Are they actually called a, a cottage trust? Yes, actually, you can name the trust any type of name you like. Oh, right. So it can be the The great, cabin trust or the vacation trust or... The Kelowna Cottage Trust or the Ontario Lakefront Cabin, sure. for example. And you would have to know the different uh, tax regimes for each province because, as you said, in BC, there is a, a, a land tax transfer tax. Correct. So we're very fortunate in Alberta. We don't have that transfer tax, but in BC, there is that transfer tax that we have to deal with. All right. Trusts, what about other kinds of protections or other kinds of uh, means to pass on 
mm-hmm. the family cabin. So there's also what we call a joint spousal trust, and you can put in uh, the cottage in that as well. Okay, and it's similar to uh, a cottage trust, but instead, this joint spousal trust is a special form of trust, and it's trust available for only families or individuals who are at least sixty-five years old and over. Okay, and this trust is a special trust authorized by Canada Revenue Agency, and it allows for families to roll in property at their cost. And that's a great tax advantage to families. If we bought the property, for example, for $200,000, and it's now worth $800,000, when we roll it into such an animal as the Joint Spousal Trust, you roll it in at that $200,000 rate or amount. And what that means is you're not having to trigger any disposition or any sale or transfer tax, in that matter, in favor of that trust. What about capital gains? There is no capital gains. There is no capital gains. So what I said earlier about you can't escape the tax man, this is a way to do that for this spousal trust. Exactly. And it's not escaping. It's a little bit of a smart deferral of this tax. I was going to say the tax man eventually gets his due, so there's (laughs) a a catch somewhere. Mm -hmm. So we're pushing it forward into the future. We're putting the value of that property into this joint spousal trust at cost. And the the tax laws will allow for that as long as we fulfill all the requirements and we can have further discussions with the families to make sure that happens. Why would someone choose that kind of trust over the testamentary or the intervivo? Intervivo? Intervivos. Okay, yes. yes. Well, the intervivos trust triggers a transaction or a disposition, which would trigger a tax. All right, right off the bat. Exactly. Whereas if we roll it into a joint spousal trust or this special trust, then um, it does not trigger that tax off the bat. And that's important because sometimes even though we don't want to trigger or we want to trigger, it's really not a choice because sometimes cash flow really determines what we can do. If we have the money to pay for it, we might as well pay for it now because we're going to pay for it anyway in the future. But if we don't, then we really need to think about how we can push the tax bill forward. I had mentioned the different regimes, tax regimes across the country. Each province has their own rules and protocols and regulations. Has there been anything legislatively changed that will impact people right now who, if they're in the midst of of doing some planning, that they need to be aware of? Mm -hmm. And one of those is this joint spousal trust mechanism. It's a recent change to legislation, not too recent, way back in 2016. And it refers to these trusts that are called eligible trusts. Okay. And these eligible trusts have special tax rules attached to them. And I'll mention them quickly, an alter ego trust, a spousal trust, trust, okay, a qualified disability trust or an orphan trusts. These are special trusts and attached with them are special tax advantages that, of course, we could put into play when planning for properties such as the family cottage. All right. So you really have to, you got to know your stuff. And that's why people should go to Macmillan Estate Planning, because you guys know your stuff. You can guide people, recommend what might be the best strategy for their particular situation, because everybody's different. Mm -hmm. I also want to stress out another important um, option that we want to make sure mom and dad are aware of. And it's a pretty common um, tool that families have been using uh, since way back in the day. And what they usually do is they add on all the kids untitled to the trust. 
or rather to the property. So we have a family cabin and they know about joint tenancy and tenants in common. And they know that by putting the names or adding the names of their kids to title, there's a possibility that should they pass, it automatically flow to whoever's left on title. Right. And that's true. Uh, the rules on survivorship and joint tenancy provide that if you do put mom and dad and the two kids on title, the person who died last will own 100%. Sure. But of course, there's advantages and disadvantages to consider their way. Let's quickly talk about them. We've got about a minute or two to wrap up here, Henry. Mm-hmm. So advantages would be, uh, it'll again, you know, easy transfer in land titles, okay? But the disadvantages, of course, take note, mom and dad do not own the property now. It's owned by all four of you. If you want to sell, all four of you have to decide. And if not all four decide, it's not going to be sold. Right. It could lead to more acrimony within the family. Henry, some final comments on succession planning regarding the vacation home. Well, I just want to stress out the importance again of having that discussion. It's nice to have those dinners. It's fun to go onto the lake and have some barbecues, but take some time to have a chat with the kids on what they expect and what you would like to happen for the family cottage. All right, some great advice today on passing on the family cottage, cabin, vacation home, whatever you want to call it, transferring that to the next generation. Make sure you have done the planning. Make sure you have had that family discussion with with the children, the adult children, the grandchildren, other family members that you believe should be part of that discussion. After that discussion, a plan of action, talk to the good folks at McMillan Estate Planning. They can make recommendations on how to minimize the tax implications when transferring that property. Many of those surround setting up trusts. There are personal trusts, inter vivo trusts, testamentary trusts, new legislation with joint spousal trusts, perhaps joint tenancy with a right of survivorship is something more in keeping. My guest today has been McMillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel Henry Villanueva, and we've been discussing succession planning for that family cabin, cottage, or vacation home, some of the issues and strategies you need to be aware of when preparing your estate. If you have any questions, contact McMillan Estate Planning for your complimentary consultation. The number is 403-266-6464 during weekday business hours, or visit their website at mcmillanestate.com. That's McMillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. I'm Wayne Nelson. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.